Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the University College Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Brandon Apter. I'm your host. I am the social media and marketing specialist for University College, and this is a show where we dive into the unique stories of our students, faculty, and staff. So if you have missed any episodes, please feel free to go back to a previous one on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Anchor.fm and learn a little bit more about what we do, the people within our college, and some of the great things that our students and alumni have done to this point. We have another great guest lined up for you in this episode, but first just a couple of quick announcements. University College's Department of First Year and Transition Studies is holding a KSU Student Scholarship Workshop on Thursday, November the 7th from 1230 to 145. The workshop will take place in room 125 inside the University College building, which is number 430 on the campus map. During this workshop, students will have the opportunity to complete their scholarship applications with the expert assistance of representatives from the Kennesaw State Writing Center and Scholarship Office. Pizza will be provided to all students who successfully complete the workshop, who doesn't like some free pizza, so reserve your seat today by RSVPing to FYTS at Kennesaw.edu. That's FYTS at kennesaw.edu you have to rsvp and reserve your spot by 5 p.m on tuesday november the 5th and just to note this workshop is not just open to students that are connected to the department of first year and transition studies this is open to all students at kennesaw state so make sure to reserve your spot as i'm sure they're filling up pretty quickly The next undergraduate open houses at Kennesaw State University will take place on the Kennesaw campus on Saturday, September 21st and Saturday, November 16th. And there's an open house on the Marietta campus on Saturday, October the 12th, all starting at 9 a.m. If you're interested in signing up for one of these open houses for undergraduates, you can visit admissions.kennesaw.edu backslash open house. If you're more interested in just taking a campus tour, you can head to visit.kennesaw.edu. And finally, the Kennesaw State Owls football team returns home from a three-game road trip on September 28th for a matchup against Reinhardt University at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. So just a reminder, admission is free to all students with a valid ID card. All right, so on to our guests for this episode of the University College Podcast. I'm going to be joined by 62-year-old Kennesaw State student Michael Lewis. He just recently earned his Bachelor of Science degree in Integrative Studies, one of the programs within University College, and now he's working towards his Master's of Arts in integrated global communication. So we're going to learn some more about his background that dates back to the 1970s when it comes to his college education. He spent some time in the United States Navy, and he talks a little bit about how that's helped him when it comes to working in classes today. So he has a really great background, talks a bit more about the Integrative Studies program and the leadership certificate that he also received from KSU. So without any further delay, we're going to go ahead and bring in our guest for this episode of the University College Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back into another episode of the University College Podcast. And right now, I'm very happy to be joined 
by Mr. Michael Lewis, who is a graduate of our Integrative Studies degree and uh, now working towards his master's here at Kennesaw State. Michael, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join the show. Well, I appreciate it, Brandon. It's nice to meet you, sir. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here. And your path, a little bit different than other people that I've spoken to, you know, people just starting off in college, but your journey is, I guess, maybe a little atypical when it comes to a, a Kennesaw State student. You began your education path in the early 1980s, but before that, you served in the United States Navy for four years. So why don't you start off by by telling us how your time in the military has helped you now as you're working towards your master's degree in integrated global communication? First of all, the military teaches you discipline and structure. Um, I believe that it requires a lot of discipline uh, as much as anything else to um, earn a degree in college. Very, very demanding. I have a very high regard for my younger classmates. Um, I see people in their uh, late teens and early 20s in that library. Right. I know that most of them have jobs. Uh, there are other things that they could be doing, but they work their jobs, they go to class, they go in that library, they study. Um, it's, it's quite a curriculum. And uh, they do it, so I have a real high regard for them. They're doing, they're doing what's right, and it's uh, it pays off in the future. It really does. I believe that. So discipline, you say, would be the main takeaway from your time in the military to how it's helped you now. Right. And you're not from Georgia. A lot of people that go to Kennesaw from the area, very familiar with Kennesaw. You're from Houston, Texas. So what's your pathway to how you got to to Kennesaw? When I left the Navy in '82. I remember during the exit interview, they tried to uh, get me to re-enlist, and I was very clear. I said, I am going to get out of this Navy, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to get married, and uh, I'm going to live a normal life. Yeah. And um, right when, uh, right before I got out, I met my wife. We were married for 14 years. Unfortunately, she passed from, uh, from cancer in 1998. Um, she didn't like Houston. No. Unfortunately. And um, I was getting ready to go to law school, and I I figured that um, if I wanted to remain married, I'd better, and I wanted to go to law school, then I'd better take her someplace where she'd be happy. And <laughs> yeah. she had family here in Atlanta, and it was a great decision. Um, not so much uh, career-wise, but as far as my family being happy and her having, uh, well, our having all the family support, when she became ill, it was a blessing. It really was. I, I love it here. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to hear those kind of life decisions. I know for me myself, you know, I'm still kind of early on in my career, but uh, you know, from Pennsylvania and need to to move around right. to to find different career paths. And once you settle down or, or find that person, uh, sometimes you know, that takes precedent over what exactly you're doing professionally at the time and and you and you get to develop that family life that is correct and this is a great place to live uh, we were water people uh, lake altoona lake lanier were right here yeah um her her sister was here her parents were here chattahoochee's um, right down the road that's exactly right helen georgia my wife was from hungary okay or yeah hungry and um, we went up to Helen all the time. It's really a great place to live. I don't regret leaving Houston. I regret some of, leaving some of my friends, but Houston is hot and flat. 
<laughs> yeah, and you're and you're talking, I guess, in an area now where it's been over 90 degrees for 70, 75 days. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we don't have the humidity here that we that they have in Texas, so. So I'm not you, complaining. You, you talk about moving from Houston to Atlanta, you know, looking at your resume that you sent me a couple weeks ago when we started talking about sitting down and doing this show. Um, you know, you, you've had a lot of different stops between your time in the military and Kennesaw from the University of Houston to Chattahoochee Tech, while also working at Equifax for nearly 10 years. So talk about that side of your journey with different schools and jobs and how that has shaped you into what you're pursuing today at Kennesaw. When I left Houston, I had just been accepted to uh, a law school uh, in in Houston, and uh, I wanted to pursue that. So when I got here, um, probably within a couple of years after I got here, I, I did a, a year to a semester in John Marshall Law School. Mm-hmm. And I had not, I, I think I left Houston, and I was something like... Uh, three or four courses, 12 to 15 hours short of earning a degree at the University of Houston. And um, I was going to pick that up, but I, I kind of started looking at law schools first to kind of plan down the road. And John Marshall said, look, we'll, we'll go ahead and allow you in, and, as soon, and you can start taking classes here while you, while you finish up your bachelor's degree. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how I got into law school before I... I graduated. However, um, my we uh, found out about my wife's cancer when I was in law school, so I had to kind of drop out. Right. Um, uh, whenever you you plan things, you have to be able to adjust, yeah. and uh, that's just something that we could not do uh, as as a family. I could not work and go to law school and assist my wife in the journey that she was going to have to take. Right and meet the challenges of dealing with cancer. Yeah, it's it's definitely a hard battle. My mom is a is a two-time survivor of breast cancer, so it's Then you know exactly. Yeah, when I was I'm a kid, about. when I was 2 or 3, I didn't really know what was going on and then recurrence in 2009 when I was uh, 22, I guess. It hit a lot harder to home and and you realize you realize how how difficult it is to to be in those situations for sure. Now, moving on to uh, your time in Iraq from 20, uh, 2007 to 2011, you were over there working with Kellogg, Brown, and Root, uh, which is a company that specializes in engineering, procurement, and construction. So talk about what that experience was like for you after your time in the Navy. Um, Brown and Root is also uh, the largest uh, government contractor. Uh, they'll go in to a war zone with the troops, and they will... Um, fully support them uh, with their food, building, laundry, everything that you need. Everything that you you need here, uh, as far as sustaining your lifestyle, um, just surviving, the troops need that also. Right. So um, what I did is I worked with the Army in the movement of supplies and goods. I was logistics. Um, and I did that for six years. I worked directly with the military. They, they uh, told us what they needed moved. I would arrange for the movement um, of, of the goods and also arrange for security because our guys were not military. They were private contractors. They were truck drivers. And uh, uh, we would, I would put together the convoys 
and tell the military how many trucks we were going to have, how many trailers, what was being moved, and they would, and I would, uh, based on uh, our guidelines, tell them how many uh, support personnel that I would need gun trucks and and medevac helicopters and gunships to accompany those convoys throughout the 65 bases that they had in, in Iraq. Uh, that was my job for six years. I wow. loved it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it definitely sounds like an eye-opening experience for it sure. Was. It, it was. And, and the lesson there is you're dealing with a different culture, mm -hmm. even though they're, they're Americans. Um, uh, the military works much differently than than uh, than civilians do and right. we were a civilian company um, we had a, a different mindset than the military did and we had to do we had to deal with that and we had to learn how to work together which was sometimes hard yeah very hard yeah it's, it's dealing with different personalities and everything uh, yeah yeah personalities and and like i said their mission was different than ours right their mindset was different our their rules of engagement were much different yeah um and we had to learn to deal with that because the, they were the customer right. they were our customers so we had to kind of keep them happy right a very yeah. high regard I, I have a very high regard for the military for sure, yeah. It speaks to your experience from when you were in the Navy for four years and right. then getting to, to work with them even more with Kellogg, Brown, and Root. Uh, now, moving along to your education at Kennesaw State, when was the first time you discovered KSU and what were your first impressions of the campus? Probably uh, 10 to 12 years ago, I had uh, my nephew married a girl who um, got her teaching degree here. So I went to the uh, commencement ceremony. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a small school. Yeah. Um, uh, it was uh, the ceremony was held right where where mine was in, in the gym. Right. Uh, like I said, it was, I, I thought it was just a small junior college. Yeah. And I maintained that mindset until I got here. Yeah. I really did. Thirty five thousand students strong now. Th that's <laughs> right. And when I when I came here uh, close to three years ago. Um, I, I did not know that it had grown so much. Right. And uh, I had to jump through hoops to get admitted, I, which kind of so – I just had no idea right? Um, that I had to get together all my transcripts and everything else and, yeah. and uh, go through the process. And uh, I consider myself very lucky that I, I was accepted. Yeah. Were there any classes that you had taken before uh, that were transferable to, to here? I went to Chattahoochee Tech for a year. I was a culinary student. Mm -hmm. um, I did some volunteer work at a church for two years. I uh, cooked in a church soup kitchen. Okay. Every every Tuesday, and I started cooking meals. I, I was just uh, usually I just uh, assisted the chef, but uh, when he left, uh, I started cooking, and I decided that that was what I wanted to do. Right. And I started at Chattahoochee Tech. I did a year there, and I decided that I wanted to go ahead and get my bachelor's degree instead of working toward an associate's. Mm -hmm. And I transferred over here, and unfortunately, they uh, they killed the program. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They they killed the program here, and uh, I had to do something. Um, and I've been going to school since 1973. I've been going to college. Wow. And uh, I had a whole bunch of hours. So I... I went to integrated studies and I let them look at my transcripts and they put together a plan for me. I was very interested in the leadership uh, portion of the uh, curriculum mm -hmm. and I got my leadership certificate 
and um, it was it's really a great great program. The instructors are first class. Um, um, the the uh, lessons in leadership and and management are are really really eye opening. I've spoken to some of the faculty members that work in integrative studies and a few students that that have taken classes there. And you can tell that it serves a number of purposes for students across KSU, whether it be pursuing different areas of interest, helping finish your degree or something else. Uh, I mean, the program, the INTS program, has grown exponentially over the years. So what was the process like? You talk about them laying out the curriculum, but what was that process like for you when, when it came to creating it, and what areas did you focus on? I focused mainly on the government, mm-hmm. political science, history. Uh, most of my classes in the program for two years. So, And um, I had all my cores out of the way, so most of them were electives. Um, I made my first my first C. Well, my only I made two C's since I've been here, and uh, they were my last semester. And uh, one of them was uh, statistics. And um, I have a very high regard for the program over there. They they helped. They, they assisted me. They really did. I, I went to them. I said, "Look, I've got a problem." And uh, there are tutors over there. There's a lot of support, and they understand that that uh, statistics is hard. Right. Uh, it's almost like a different language, and they were very, very helpful. And my advice to any student is if you've got a problem, you need to ask for help yeah. because at this school, and it's why I've kind of continued my education, is the support that they give you Yeah, I mean, and, I, and, the, and the lessons. Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of students have that mindset of, of course, you know, you're in college, you want to do a lot of stuff that you're yourself but mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely no harm in, in using the resources that you have for you here they do provide the resources yeah they really do um my my instructors uh they have tutoring sessions over there and uh i used them yeah mm-hmm. they, they they make them available all you have to do is ask so you, you've been through the Integrative Studies Program and the Leadership Certificate. So mm-hmm. there are two sides of things. You said you looked into the government side of, of things as well. So what would you tell other students that may be thinking about switching or exploring either of those programs? Um, my advice is look at where you're at and, and find out why you – understand why you want to switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just started a, my graduate school program. It's in uh, global communications. It is hard. It yeah. is demanding. But it's my third week, <laughs> and, and they're they're beating me up. But um, at this stage of the game, I'm just starting. Um, and I've I mean I, I came into this program for a reason. I've got to kind of keep my eye on the ball until. Um, until I, I go down down the road a little bit, right? Uh, because we're it's almost like a baptism of fire. It really is. Yeah, it is really tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm in that library uh, at eight o'clock in the morning until I go to class, um, just studying my head off. I really am. But that's what everybody else does around here. Right. If you yeah. want to excel. There's not a time where I walk into a library where it's not. It's like pretty packed. That's right. I have any a of very high regard for for my my fellow classmates. Are there specific classes, whether it be in leadership or integrative studies, that you think you'll carry with you into future classes or jobs? Ethics. Ethics. Uh, there was a leadership course. Um, 
uh, in ethics um, that that I found very very interesting. In fact, there were uh, some of the leaders made decisions that that I probably wouldn't have made, and I wrote on that. <laughs> However, um, what you do carry away from it, and I think this is where people kind of miss the point. There's a big picture. Right. It's not only about you. There is a big picture that leaders have to take into account. And uh, we're kind of getting away from that. Uh, There are other factors that they have to consider. Uh, There are are certain leaders uh, that I have disagreed with that I thought their decisions were wrong. However, they have to take factors in consideration that I I don't even know about, that we don't even know about. And uh, uh, that's something that we have to keep in mind before we we're so critical of of our leaders and our bosses and everything else. Yeah. Uh, even the the president of this university, mm-hmm. she is. Whenever she makes a decision, first of all, somebody is not going to be happy with her. Of course, yeah. Um, probably half the people aren't going to be happy. Yeah. Um, however, she has got to make the best decision with all the information that she has. Right. And uh, that's a tough job. Leadership is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of something that I, I strayed away from just because I'd rather sleep <laughs> than stay up all night long. However, yeah. um, it's when, when you do become a leader, you do understand everything that they have to go through before they make a decision. Yeah, uh, leadership is one of those things where it really depends on where you work too. You know what what people that you might be managing or right. leading and everything like that. And it's, exactly. and it's crazy how every day in a leadership position teaches you something new about the people that you're leading and you as a leader. And I think one of the things that I've learned over the years is really like if you're working in a job that you're passionate about, like being able to project that passion and, and get the best out of the people that you're working with and, and find what their strengths are and, and kind of work from there with that. But yeah, there are so many different compartments to, to leadership that uh, I'm sure that certificate, whether it be with ethics or, or something else, really helps out with. There was another class that I took. Um, it was leadership on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because of mass mass media and, and social media, um, the world is getting smaller, and we have to. Our picture has to get bigger. Yeah, it really does. Um, what is in our best interest here might not be in, in the best interest of somebody across the pond. Right. In Europe, uh, we're losing a lot of jobs to India. Um, uh, we're losing um, we're losing a lot of manu- manufacturing jobs. Um, so so we have to learn how to how to function with neighbors who aren't across the world anymore. They're just a click away. Right. And uh, that was a very, very interesting class. Now, when you speak about global issues and, and everything like that, thinking of people across the pond, uh, you know, that ties into to what you're currently working towards, a Master of Arts in integrative, Integrated Global Communication. Uh, and graduation's uh, not too far away, December 2020. So what are you looking to do after you complete the degree? More than likely, um, I wouldn't mind going to gov- going into government service. I don't know if um, my age is going to prevent me from doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I might try to go to work for a multinational company, right, uh, yeah. like a Coca-Cola or somebody who, who works overseas. Right. 
um, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it'll bring me. Yeah. You know? yeah definitely a, a boatload of opportunities out there. Um, like I told you earlier, my, my wife, my mother was from Honduras and, um, at a very early age, I, I started traveling. Right. Uh, I've, I've been very fortunate. I've been all over the world. I do understand that, that people in different cultures think differently than we do. Mm-hmm. They, they have different challenges. Um, they have different hopes and aspirations than we do. Right. Um, and um, it leads to a lot of misunderstanding. Uh, so um, I'm looking forward to, to uh, this, this coursework that I'm doing. Yeah. If I can get through all the reading in the papers. Yeah, I'm sure there is a lot of reading. Now, we mentioned it a couple of times at the beginning when we started chatting, and you just mentioned it again. But I guess as someone who's continuing to pursue his education at your age, you know, you mentioned that you started your college education, you know, back in the late 70s. What would you say to other people who might have an interest in returning to school and, and returning to, to college later in life? Are you, are you talking about somebody in their 40s, or are you talking about somebody who's who's left for a few years either about, like i guess ge- a general blanket when in 40s beyond i tell everybody who's already here uh if you have the opportunity and the and the means to go ahead and continue with your masters i think you should do it yeah uh you're you're in the culture now you understand what the challenges are um you don't have all the outside influences and challenges that you're going to have when you go out into the work world. Right. So uh, if you can, if you have the time and the resources to to do another two years of school, you should definitely do it. Right. Um, uh, at my age, coming back, if first of all, um, I'm over 62, and the state of Georgia has a program where your tuition is covered. Right. Um, You've got to not. We have at our age, we have a lot of knowledge, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, more knowledge. To me, I want to go back to work, right? And I want to, I want to be the the best uh, student and have as much knowledge as I have, so I can bring that to the workplace and make myself a a a much more effective um, contributor. Mm So that's why I've gone back, and I love it. I absolutely, I, I love learning. Yeah. I really do. And, and um, uh, the instructors, when, when I'm dealing with people, my instructors, most of them have masters and doctorates. They're a lot smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. And those are the people I want to learn from. Right. Um, it, if I'm getting something wrong, they can tell me why I'm getting something wrong. They can give me a different point of view, and I can... I can either learn from it or I can, you know, I can give them feedback on what I think and why I think. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There's a lot of respect. Also, I've I've never um, uh, felt like um, the criticism that I got was due to my political beliefs or or that I was just ignorant about some things. Mm Um, and, and I really do appreciate it. Yeah. I have a, like I said, I've got a high regard for my instructors. Right. Well, uh, Michael, again, I appreciate you taking some time to, to come and chat with us here on the, on the podcast today and, uh, you know, wishing you best of luck in your pursuit of the masters of arts. And, you know, again, like I said, graduation's not too far away, December, 2020, and wishing you the best of luck in your 
endless amounts of readings and, and papers. <laughs> well, sir, thank you very much. I've enjoyed my time here. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Learned a lot from this conversation with Michael Lewis and thank him again for taking time to join us here on the University College Podcast. Definitely a lot to unpack here. He might be a 62-year-old student at Kennesaw State University, but some of the things that he said can be used for students and, and even faculty and staff that work at the university, whether it be something with leadership or even learning someone else's journey to education here at Kennesaw State and and how they work to finish that education. So again, really, really a lot to take away from this conversation and want to thank Michael one more time for joining us. Uh, if you like what you heard here on the show, please leave us a five-star review. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm, along with a number of other podcast platforms. So make sure that you're subscribed to us there so you can follow along and get all of the newest episodes. For more information on University College and all of its departments, degrees, and programs, you can visit uc.kennesaw.edu or give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at UC at KSU. That's the at sign UCATKSU. You can also find us on Facebook at UC at KSU. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the University College Podcast.